0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each
2: skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the o fish sandwich all day.
4: Lpn Deep Dives presents a court of thorns and roses with Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski.
5: I could have looked this up at any time, but Emer- all the pictures of Emery, always has- she has this like side, beautiful side braid. She's also eating mad pussy. She's at least thinking, thinking
4: about
5: it. She's thinking about it. She's
4: thinking oh, in the picture she is? Yeah. Yeah, she's always probably eating yeah, pussy. Yeah. Oh,
5: well, you got to get, the, I mean, you got to braid the hair up and away if you're eating she that much pussy. She one sultry look
4: to Morgan and everybody's like, she pussy, loves you pussy, pussy. pussy. I mean, I assume that's what we are to believe she loves to do, but we don't actually know yet.
5: We don't know. But if you look at the pictures... She loves Pictures
4: it. Would <laughs> Pictures would
5: say. Pictures are saying she loves it. All of my many drinks.
4: Yeah. I, I've only got two as a—I'm just going in as an Elaine today because I had a dress. I love this. And I haven't worn it yet. And um, there's really no costumes in this part. Yeah,
5: no, it was difficult. I literally—I um, had to borrow your husband's wings. And I don't know if this is overstepping a boundary. I am currently wearing your husband's wings. I'm fine with that. And I had to wear it as the Jersey Devil last night, though. So this is... And then I went, oh, no, I've got Akita tomorrow. Why did you just ask to borrow my bat wings? Because I already had these. Oh. And I had to bring them back to the studio anyway. So I was like, well, when in wings. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. Right? Man. Right, guys? When in wings. Everybody always says that. Also, look at how big they are. They're very pretty. I um, Yeah, so I just looked at what I had and just thought what could I make and I was like Emery always is wearing black she's more demure look at me I'm demure today you are demure thank you I'm something I like your outfit I put it on I think you look
4: like someone that's just staring out the window at her garden that is how I feel yeah Um, this wig has seen better days I will say that it needs a a bit of attention (laughs) that's
5: all right. but according to the video you look perfect the video, yeah, mm, all right, sure, yeah. I think you look great. I mean, everyone can see my little fat sausage braid. Everybody see? I'm waggling it around. I'm very proud of you for your first braid first ever. First braid ever. It, uh, um, and then I realized I guess I have made a braid before because I used to make friendship bracelets, and then I just realized, oh, it's just like a, it's just like a regular friendship bracelet.
4: Wow, you really are Emory, because remember? Yeah. Wait, foreshadowing. <laughs> Wait, now that's not to do. That that's something to do with oral sex. Oh, are you talking? You don't remember what they do? Foral shadowing. No, there's a no, oral I, I no. I okay. I don't remember. I <laughs> haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil the elu- the magic.
5: No, the magic uh, surprise. We have read these books multiple times. <laughs>
4: surprise! Surprise! Oh man! All right.
5: You Let's feeling get- it? Yeah, girl. Uh, That's what I love to hear. You know
4: who else is feeling it? Nesta. Nesta.
5: She is yeah, feeling it In her legs, dog. Can she you imagine pee. how throbbing her legs are? She wouldn't know. She can't feel a thing. She is too PO'd to feel pain. Man. You know, it's a beautiful little slice of life you find when you're too pissed off to feel any pain. Put that on a wall hanging. It would be a very large wall hanging. Too
4: PO'd to feel
5: pain. Yeah. That would be
4: scary to walk into somebody's house with that on the
5: wall. <laughs> you just foaming at the mouth. Like, wow. you? Do you have rabies? <laughs> you might need to get that checked out. Man, like I'd love having, to have rabies. I'd
4: love the idea of having rabies but still going to the store and finding a wall hanging to <laughs> express the to rabies express instead of feeling
5: care. I mean, that's what happens that, you know, a lot of us have been told we can't feel all of our feelings. So sometimes we have to get it written down on a banner of sorts.
4: Somebody told you you can't feel your feelings? Yes, I've been told in the past
5: I may have too many feelings. You don't have too many feelings. Fuck that person. I have just enough. (laughs) Well, don't worry. I'm not in a relationship with them anymore.
4: (laughs) The person who said that? Okay.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, No, it's not too many feelings. The amount of feelings you have is just the right amount of feelings, especially if you learn how to properly communicate your feelings. I
4: guess unless you're like beating, um, like like bashing in somebody's car. I
5: will say at the time when he said it, I had just broken something out of anger. So at the time, wasn't (laughs) dealing with it properly.
4: All right, well, maybe... It's been he's... at least
5: 10 years since I've broken something out of anger, I'm by the glad.
4: way. I'm glad. I think probably...
5: It's... Broken out of anger, uh-huh, how'd you say? Yeah, I am the Oasis. Ugh. Right down, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it's a mirage of goosh. Ks, ks, ks. Sand, sand, sand. I don't know if that's super enticing, but... <laughs>
4: So yeah, what you're, then you're saying sort of is that it, and there's no it's no goose. So you're saying your crotch it looks like a beautiful oasis oasis from afar, and then when they get close, it's, it's just sand. sand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just clarifying.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, then it's too late. So disappointed. You're already clamped down. Yeah, man. Eyes. Your you already. Yeah, vagina dentata. <laughs> Better watch out, Let man. Let me get
4: another spoon of this coffee. And- <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, you can't handle this energy
4: yet, Natalie? I want to be there with you.
5: Yes. Come with me and you'll see. All right. Enough of
4: the songs. <laughs> enough of the songs.
5: <laughs> man. Oh, I just is- oh, I saw a meme that said you get more flies with honey and I thought of you.
4: No good. I thought She thought of all of you out yeah, there. Yeah, I did. Everybody. Every single one. Cheers. Cheers to that. Um, so Nesta's fucking P.O.'d right now. Mm-hmm. That girl made it down 10,000 steps just to beat some ass. Yeah, dude. Now she's just learned, as you'll recall, just as a refresh, she learned that the inner circle held a vote about whether or not she is to be trusted with the information that she has created. Pissed. A new dread trove by just forging some weapons for a couple minutes. Well, now she's too furious to even celebrate the big accomplishment of her getting down all the stairs.
5: Yeah, and making a new dread trove objects because know, right? pretty you. badass. Pretty cool. little scary. Yeah, very scary. But also, like, oftentimes don't the two intertwine? Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, definitely. really big spider. Very badass, but I don't want to be trapped in a tunnel with it.
4: Yeah, it'd be cool to see it from, like, really far away. Really far, with
5: binoculars. Yeah, it'd be like, wow,
0: it looks small
5: from here,
6: but I guess it's really, really, really
5: big, big. Oh, you're up on a mountain? I'm on the mountain with my binoculars. Thank you for understanding. See, Uh, you get me. (laughs) Now, it only took 47 episodes. You get me now. Good. That was the point of all of us. Yeah. Try to figure Aww, out. was this just so the family could get closer? Just Is that why to we've see done what this? Made you tick? <gasps> oh my god! Now you realize it's sex. It's mostly
4: mu- uh, cups and cups of coffee. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and yeah, way too much coffee to function for most people.
4: Um. Okay. So she's so mad, and she doesn't even notice like all of her big accomplishments. She doesn't see the beautiful landscape of Valaris for the first time in weeks. She doesn't presumably see the people around her going like, right, all right, right, go ahead, it's fine. Wow. That lady had somewhere to go, I guess.
5: Nesta yielded to her fury. Later, she would have no memory of racing up the steps to the loft. No memory of the walk over before she slammed a hand into the wooden door. It shattered beneath her palm, wards fracturing like glass. Again, also badass. Yeah, dude. But But I wouldn't want to be around her and be like, I'm sorry. I think you see someone do that, you immediately say, I'm sorry. No matter what, even if they're at fault. Yeah, you say, I'm sorry.
4: I'm wrong. Yes. I'm so sorry my door was in the way. (laughs) That would bother you. (laughs) She's referring to the door of Amron's apartment where we find a naked Amran riding Varian into oblivion. Hell
5: yeah, dude. Man, I, in my brain, we haven't seen Ameren a lot of this book, and the entire time we're not seeing her, I imagine Varian is inside of her.
4: I I mean, pro, that's very believable. Right? These are Fae, these Fae, like, too fucked.
5: Yeah, they do. And think of how long the honeymoon phase would last in the Fae world.
4: Presumably hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Oh, man, oh. how tiring it would be. I mean, you have fey energy. It's fine. Yeah, you're right. Though Varian immediately, when he sees uh, Nesta barge and puts a big water shield over the two nude bodies of them, Nesta shows no ounce of fear or embarrassment. She snarls at Amran. How dare you vote not to tell me of my powers? Damn. Amran, being Amran, doesn't balk. She just removes herself from Varian, and throws (laughs) a silk robe on and tells him to drop the shield. Varian leaves the room, and the two females engage in a bitter argument. All of Nesta's anger and sadness comes bubbling to the surface, If I were a betting man, I would guess that this news is really just an excuse for Nesta to say all of the things she wanted to say to Amarin for a long time. Yeah. I hope she wrote about
5: it in her Faye journal, but we all know that she's not doing that. She's not journaling. No, she's She's not not getting it out in a safe space.
4: Mm Mm-mm. So, yeah. So basically, immediately the barge comes up. So, for example, that um, how Mm. many times have you gotten into a fight with a friend and like six things from five years ago comes up because you've built it up over years. You're just like manifesting this resentment inside. It doesn't happen to me all the time, but especially when I was younger. Yes. Those friendships that would happen a lot. Honestly, um, it's why we created
5: April Reels Day to give us a time that Holden and I have to look each other in the face. We celebrate it on April 19th. And we have to look each other in the face and say things that we haven't been able to say about our professional as well as our personal relationship. Yeah. And um, it's really difficult. I would say I dare say it's my least and favorite day of the
4: year. I think that's probably how that would work out. Yeah, because it is. I guess probably good to get the things out, but then to hear the things, yeah, probably hard. Yeah, really hard. But it got me to quit smoking. Yeah, it got you to quit so, smoking. So that's I a mean, big—that's a big, that's a big uh, plus for my. Thank in you my April book. Reels Day. Yeah, um, but yeah, and here I think this is sort of one of those I hate those sort of buildups personally. Yes, and I try my best to avoid those kind of friendships as an adult. Yes, but
5: explosive because that's the thing it's like think of how many explosive friendships and relationships you had when you were younger because like you thought that was part of like the fun of the relationship yeah of like being and like no no it's just we're passionate about each other it's like ooh,
4: sometimes it crosses a line and that happens in friendships as well it really does um but you know this is a you know, very concentrated amount of time that Nesta's been dealing with this crap. And mm-hmm. so Amarin calmly, while Nesta's sort of going like, you didn't, d- and they're just like, all of this stuff starting to come yeah. off from Nesta, uh, Amarin calmly tells her that she displayed no reason for Amarin, Amarin to trust her with this information, that she's been acting like a big drunk baby. Damn, lay it down, Amarin. She ain't wrong. Nesta lets it slip that she feels Amran chose Pharaoh over her. Oh,
5: so God. we're back to this. We're back to this. It's all about the sisters. It always goes back to the
4: sisters. I didn't choose anyone you spoiled, girl, Amarin retorts. Whoa. And I mean, yeah, come on, Nesta. You're being extremely juvenile with that. She further tells Nesta that just because Pharaoh requested that the two of them work together, it's not some cafeteria lunch table choosing thing. Or is it? Uh, no, Nesta, it's not. Oh yeah, it's not. As Nesta is letting all of her most petty feelings out, Amryn is not babying her like favor would have done. Would have been like, Nesta, let's talk about this. Amryn's like, No, you are acting stupid, which is why this happened.
5: Yeah, man, you want a bitch, you get bitched back at. It's true. But that's also why I think she goes to Amryn. Oh, yeah. Because well, I, think I think that's
4: th- why she misses her the most. Yeah. Too, because she's not being like, oh, little poor broken Nesta, how do no. we deal?
5: She's like, like, man the fuck up. Yeah. You can do this shit. What are you doing? You're just like, you, it's so much weaker to act like you don't have this insane power inside of you and to not want to learn how to control it. That's weak.
4: Yeah. And I think Nessa like genuinely misses her. Yeah, I'm Even sure she I'm sure could they never both say do. it. Yeah. I guess neither of them would say that. So basically, Amarin's saying, like, you know, this is not, I didn't fucking choose your sister, dumbass. When Nesta pushes back against that and re- reiterates that she knows that she doesn't have good feelings for Farah, Amran says, yes, poor Nesta, with a younger sister who loves her so dearly, she's willing to do anything to get her help.
5: <laughs> and I mean, Damn,
4: it's mean, but sometimes you have to hear something mean. Yeah. Nesta doesn't need coddling right now.
5: Nah, I don't think. And
4: also Amryn's right. Yeah. Boo hoo. I've oh, got all no. these people that My care sister, about me. like risked her life 500 times to keep me alive. Oh.
3: And I've never baby? done
5: anything to do anything to take care of her. So funny your sister's calling. Yeah, um, get out of here! I know we're talking about sisters. Oh my god, was that like a sister bond? Do you think my sister knew I was talking about
4: sisters? Yeah, she you just got to your, call me. You call. You just tried to call you just now.
5: Uh oh. I mean, oh, we oh, don't worry. Oh, we have had a couple of these fights in our day. No way. Woo! Oh man, sisters can be so brutal. Brutal in a way that, like, a brother and sister, like, Henry and I have never been that brutal to each other. Well,
4: I've told you I had physical fights with my brother. Right. But, no, there's no psychological warfare. No, but
5: sisters, <laughs> it, it, it's all psychological warfare. Even though, like, I love my sister, but it really is crazy, like, forever, it's so hard to not. Constantly compare, constantly like have this of just like, oh, like even though like we're very different, we have very different ages. It's so crazy to me that like I'm 36 years old and we'll still get into fights like this. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think about that when it comes to, oh, twins. Oh, twins. Yeah, man. Have I talked about twin love on here yet? I'll talk about it again. No, that's okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, At least the twins aren't kissing each other. You know, they better not be.
4: It's different. But Nesta doesn't want to hear any of this. She's in full self-pity mode. She continues to pretty pathetically try to explain why everyone's so against her. And Amryn just keeps slapping her down. Yeah. You're being dumb. No. What you're saying is stupid. Nesta begins to wonder if she's actually herself made any progress at all up on that mountain. Because she was feeling kind of good about herself. But now she's like hearing herself say all this stuff. And she's like, I don't even think I've improved anything. Right. Amren snaps that she needs to start reflecting on herself that fucking Cassian every night isn't going to help heal her but I say let's give it a shot I mean and also Amren it's not every night so
5: like she's not cleansing herself every night come on But well, maybe she needs to yeah, I, I mean, mean that's
4: what she needed
5: Please I will read it
4: No no you need different kind of inner yes. works <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah. Even as Amron is flippant when Nesta jabs her finger out at her, just like she, you know, whenever you, you're yelling at somebody, and you point your finger.
5: Oh, man, talk about pissing me off.
4: Well, not only that, but with Nesta, it means a whole thing. Yeah, dude. So Amron instinctively shifts out of the way of her finger <laughs> and Nesta sees it and it laughs bitterly incredulous that Amarin would think so little of her that she would think that she was marking her for death. But
5: also, it's it's not even that. And think about your perspective, Nessa. It's like, no, because you haven't learned how to control your insanely powerful
4: powers. Yeah. And Amarin says that. She says, if you're not willing to hone and control these powers, you're basically a ticking time bomb. So you might not even mean to, but you've given me a death rush because you've got lasers in your fingers. Yeah.
5: I'm scared of you, witch! And I say that in a positive way. Nesta hissed. You were my friend. Amorin's teeth flashed.
4: Was I? I don't think that you know what that word means. Man. Oof. Man. That's Oof. rough. That hits Nesta hard in the good. Oof. It hits a tender spot at Nesta, and something that Nesta believes about herself, which is what the things always hurt the most, that you are secretly always telling yourself when somebody, when like a troll or somebody gets that, and you're just like, Oh! Uh-huh. Oh, no.
5: They see, they see it. They see your, your tender underbelly, and they
4: strike. And they strike, and they strike. I like to just pet a cute little underbelly. Oh, my God, a little pink belly. Like a little pink little carmy belly. Yeah. yeah. You love her belly. She's got a cute belly. Um, before they can go further, though, they hear footsteps, and suddenly Fair is there. She's obviously run from her art studio and is covered in paint splatters.
5: Oh, my God. She's just like, and she's all that. Do you think she
4: takes her glasses off, too? She really does probably look just like her, and she's all that. Like, I'm in my
5: coveralls. I'm so ugly with my glasses on. Kiss me. Oh, yeah. (sighs) I was never, were you ever into Freddie Prince Jr.? And Freddie Prince Jr. was never, he was never my thing. Yeah, he was never my thing. But good for them. Their marriage has lasted so long.
4: He's married to Sarah... Uh,
5: Michelle Geller.
4: I almost said Jessica Parker.
5: Very... May, December. But also, but at the same time, three named Sarah, you know. The other one.
4: I get it. Yeah, they've been married this whole time. Yeah, dude. They were married, uh, or they were at least dating in that movie. Weirdly really weird fun, uh, fun fact about She's All That. Please. Sarah Michelle Geller appears as a background actor in the cafeteria scene, even though she was already an established actor. She just was there hanging out with Freddie Prinze Jr. Hell yes. She just popped into the scene. Yeah. You can see her. That's great. Kafa. Yep. A fact that very few people would ever care about. I care, Natalie. I care. I would imagine because you did, we did pop history and you do page seven. So you like fun facts about teen movies. I do.
5: I mean, that's also why John Cena was in the Barbie movie was because he was shooting a movie on like the lot across from them and he popped by to visit one day and essentially Greta Gerwig
4: was like, do you want to be in it? Like, do you want to be this like bit parted? And he's like. Hell yeah I do. It would there's so few things that I think would actually be cool about being in like a top A-list celebrity. I think it would be like kind of a nightmare mostly, but that that would be fun. You can just yeah. show up on set and i will be like just throw him a costume Come on, put him in there. I'd be part of it. Yeah, and also I love John Cena. Oh yeah, John Cena is great. So Feyre shows up and she's just like, oh, oh, some shits hit the fan. She tells the two of them to stop. But Nesta is still focused in on Amron. She says she trusted Amron. And Amron retorts that she stopped earning the trust when she used Amron as a sort of shield from the others.
5: Whoa.
4: Feyre steps in between them again and tells them to separate now. When she sees Feyre begin to demure to Amron, Nesta laughs bitterly. She's in full destruction mode now. She's burning things to the ground. Amran's not powerful. Don't bow down to her. Feyre angrily turns on Nesta. She says, I respect her because she's my friend. Bam. And that's when everything goes so fast.
5: Is it respect that she offers you? Nesta spat. Is it respect that your mate offers you? Feyre went still. Amran warned. Don't you say one more fucking word, Nesta Archron.
4: Oh, she's cutting too deep, y'all. She's cutting too deep. No, no, Nesta's taking everybody down with her. In her vulnerability and sadness, her mind seems to resort to its factory settings. That is to cut down, to slice, to push everyone away. Burn it to the ground. So she tells Feyre point blank, that baby you love so much is going to kill you both.
5: Ooh! Silence rippled through the room. The world.
4: Feyre is obviously shocked. Bro, not cool. Her voice trembles, processing this information, trying to understand how she couldn't have seen it. But Nesta isn't here to cuddle or coddle Feyre and make her feel better. No, She's used that information to hurt Amrin, predominantly, probably, and also Feyre. Yeah. See, Feyre, your friend isn't your friend too, see? Does it feel good? Now, nah, I'm, you know... It's her, like, rationalizing nest in her own mind. Like, it's not that I'm a piece of shit. It's that Amryn is just a bad friend and you can't trust anybody. Isn't that feel good? Right.
5: And also, I imagine it's the opening of the door of, like, can you imagine what they say behind your back, Amryn, right. as well? Like, it's like, oh, if everybody's talking about everybody behind their backs here? Yeah. And uh, just imagine the things they're keeping from you so because you're too crazy.
4: Basically sowing discord amongst mm-hmm. everyone else. Feyre begins to sob. She realizes in that moment that if she and the baby die, then the dumbest bargain ever will be fulfilled, and Reese will also die. Oh, fair run, Reese. What did you think? just I, what do you I 16, understand. You know, like,
5: I've got like unpenetrable love for my husband. It's the dumbest pact to ever make, especially when you're bringing a child into
4: this world. Well, especially also if you're the high lord and lady of like hundreds of thousands Somebody's of Somebody's got to be in charge. Come on, guys. What are you fucking thinking here? I guess they just could not stand to be a pot for even one moment. I, I like, I get it, dude, but like, I, don't make like a forever. Like, you can make like a handshake.
5: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll both die if one of us dies. I
4: didn't mean to not take your hand. Why didn't you take
5: my hand? You don't want to die if I die? Oh, you don't want to make the bargain with me, Natalie.
4: Um.
5: Natalie. I make the bargain. Bargain. With
4: I. Me. <laughs> what if we say, oh, one of us says, the other one goes, like, I'll donate uh, a charity in your name. I'll put. I'll make a plaque for you. No,
5: the only reason why I won't ask you for the bargain. Oh, yeah, I'm going up for the hair thing instead.
4: Well, what if I had reached Ooh. out and then you did that?
5: Yeah, that would have been really cool. But um, someone has to be able to take care of the girls. And by the girls, I mean Wendy and Carmen. Yes. So uh, no, Whatever one of us do. has to survive. <laughs>
4: Otherwise, totally, totally. Yeah,
5: no, no, no. There'll for be sure. street dogs. Lord knows. Henry will go into a tailspin and just Aww. be a hole. Oh, it would be bad. And what if we were both gone? No! I want that for the, for the new year. That's my new year's resolution. What? I die, you die. No!
4: <laughs> oh, God! Um, how did this go so wrong? <laughs> so, Feyre is realizing in this moment, this is what's going to happen. Nesta wants Feyre to hurt as badly as she's hurting, and she throws it in her face. Well, now even though you made this bargain, your precious mate kept this ultimate secret from you, happy? But as Feyre's tears fall, and Nesta watches her cradle that little life growing inside of her, Nesta breaks. It's the love. Yeah. That Feyre is showing, not the fear emanating from Pharaoh that does it. And the knowing that Pharaoh loves her baby more than already than their own mother had ever loved Nesta.
5: Oh, that's got to hurt.
4: Suddenly. <laughs> it's not like a morning radio. Yeah, button.
5: that's why I wish there were. Like, I wish Pharaoh did have <laughs> buttons. Like, every time Amaranth said something bitchy to Nesta. That's got to hurt.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Suddenly. Nesta's rage and hurt is gone. Only shame and regret remain. Amorin tells Nesta she hopes she's happy now. But Nesta is out of Clop Box. No more Clop boxes. What?
5: <laughs> what? Clop Box. Cl- oh, Clop Box. Okay, Clop Box. You don't want to get Clop um, there was a lot of clop box going back and forth between the two of they them. They
4: were. Just a moment ago, Amorin and Nesta were clapping at each other. But Amorin says, I hope you're happy now. But Nesta doesn't feel happy. She doesn't know what to do. And so she turns and runs. We cut over to Cassian, and he is cursing himself for how he handled everything today. Oh, After everything he was at, starting with the foolish way, he brought up naming the sword to Nesta at the training ring. Like, that was pretty dumb. It's not his fault, but yeah, that was, like, not super subtle. But, you like, really we think all
5: know Cassian's not necessarily known for thinking seven steps ahead. And you also have to remember, like, he's, you know, he's used to Morrigan. He's not so much used to, like, how... I feel like Nesta's so much more sensitive than Moore is. And make I, sure. Know, like, he should
4: probably say that to Nesta. Yeah, to oh, yeah, better. definitely.
5: Especially when it's she's just upset. like you're so much Why more so sensitive? sensitive than Morgan. Why don't you just stop being so sensitive? Bring
4: up being sensitive and another woman.
5: Yeah, all at the same time to compare against the woman that you know that he has slept with. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah, yeah.
4: really... Yeah, that's oh, that'll point. help you out, Cassian. So we learn that he, what he did after she stormed off from the training ring earlier, that he... would let her alone because if you remember he knocked on her door but she pretended to be in the bath and so he let her go and he took his own bath and tried to give her time to cool off but when he returned she was gone he tracked her sent to these stairs and Chased her all the way down the 10,000 steps. Which is, of course, easy for him. Yeah, he's just like... Kuh, 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 oh, kuh. man,
5: think of his rippling
4: thighs. But he goes down because he's worried she's gotten stuck somewhere or inside or has fallen in her in her sadness and anger. No, she finally don't need you, Cassian. I will say that. She don't need you to come save her. It's true. When he saw the open door at the bottom, he took to the skies looking for any sign of her. He checked the river house. And he arrives there just in time to see Rizond receiving a message down the bond from his mate Ooh. he watches Reese's face turn deadly.
5: Rese's voice was a thing of nightmares of the darkness between the stars. Cassian froze at that voice he'd so rarely heard and never once directed at himself.
4: What happened? <laughs> What what happened? no. Reese is real mad. This is obviously when Feyre is telling Reese what Nesta has told her about her fate.
3: Through
5: the mate texting that they have.
4: Yes, the mate bond. So Reese learns this in front of Cassian and then Reese tells him. And Cassian knows instantly how bad this might get. Reese says... Get Nesta
5: out of this city, right now! Reza's power rumbled in the room like a rising storm. Before I fucking kill her,
4: (laughs) I don't think that's hyperbole. I think that is no. I think I
5: think he really needs her to go. I think which
4: technically I get, and, and, and technically. Is trying to say, I don't, I don't want to kill her.
5: I don't want her, so you need to get her get as her far away. away from me as humanly possible. Which, again, you know, I, I've also been in that place with people in my life of, like, if I fucking see them one more time, I'm going to flip the fuck out. So, um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you just had flashes of faces in front of your eyes. I certainly did. I'm just like, when you, I mean, I would never actually kill someone, but we know Reese would. And especially when it comes to protecting Feyre.
4: Yep. They'd I'm sure you're thinking about it right now. Ah! I'll be cat
5: scratching. Oh, man, you don't want to get this mouth all turned up. What's
4: going to... What, your mouth?
5: Yeah, man. Flames come out.
4: Uh-oh, flames! Flames! Better watch out. At the start of Chapter 47, Cassian is spotting Nesta running through the streets. So she's... This is when she's taken... Hightailed it out of Amarin's apartment. And he imagines she knows that Riza may very well end her life. And so she's fleeing. Technically, it's a good sign she's trying to escape instead of just waiting for night's cold kiss. <laughs>
5: Whoa, badass
4: way of saying
5: it. But also, I think she knows how much trouble she's in.
4: Yeah. He dives, he dive bombs her and scoops her up. And she just sort of lays limp in his arms as he takes back to the skies. She doesn't ask questions at all. And Cassian doesn't provide answers. Also,
5: how hot is that? Like, she's like in so much turmoil and he just comes and scoops her up out of the air.
4: I think it would be i mean not
5: hot for her right now.
4: I mean, it, I mean, yes, it would be very sexy, for sure.
5: Right? I mean, yes. And he just took to the skies. Yeah. Just while you're limp in his arms, just being like, I need you in a
4: different way than
5: I have been needing you. I'm so heavy. Yeah, bitch. Get it out. So many Twilight songs would work. Oh, my God. Ugh. Especially if it were, like, raining. He's just, like, flying through the rain, and he's all wet, and his thighs are glistening
4: all right is he naked yeah oh, okay <laughs> i mean he usually
5: is when when i'm thinking about him even when he's flying man <laughs> he don't give a fuck i don't know he that, that he'd he flapping
4: in the wind woo, woo, woo.
5: yeah because you know it's not hard right now so it's just soft and just like is
4: that what you would think of yeah. <laughs> yeah all right um so he takes her way up and all he does is fly she doesn't ask he doesn't tell them where they're going All he does is fly high up over the house of wind and Asriel is outside. He swoops down and wordlessly Cassian is handed a backpack by Az. Then Cassian flies into the air once again. We cut to Nesta's mind a short time later in the day and she and Cassian are now on a remote mountainside. It's night by now and they were flying for hours. She's asked no questions in that time. She doesn't really care. care. I, mean, I imagine it's kind of like driving in
5: a in a convertible when the roof is down, right?
4: Like, you mean all wind? Cassia! Yeah. Oh. I'm having a lot of feelings about what happened today! I think you're right, but I don't think she wanted to talk. Anymore. No, 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 yeah. no. I think it would be hard. I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know. I remember some very sexy, flirtatious scenes between Reese and Pharaoh when he was flying her. Yeah. I imagine if your like
5: head is nuzzled up against them, you'll be able to. Yeah.
4: I guess also how fast you're flying. Yeah, it depends. You know, we need to ask some experts. I yeah. don't know who the experts are. John
5: Travolta. We get a pilot in here.
4: Does that? But then you don't hear the air when you're in a plane.
5: We don't know we what need, John Travolta uh, we need does uh, in the
4: planes. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, what's those? What's that called when you have the parasailing? Para, no, uh, paragliding. What's the one where you jump off the mountain and you have the the thing on? Parachuting. No, gliding. Par? Is it paragliding? Maybe. Yeah, when you go off the mountain. Yeah. yeah, we need to ask them.
5: Yeah, we'll ask them. Okay. Get one on the horn. We've got to know one, right? I even somebody know. get a paraglider. <laughs> get the paragliders in here. A whole troop of them come in. <laughs> up, 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 up. Like yes. And then they finally take, these take off their parachutes. The yeah, useful. we're just like, oh my god, they're taking off their parachutes. What are we going to do now? Are we going to go on a flight? Do they wear parachutes? I would hope so.
4: I guess. So. What happens
5: if the glide fails? What if there's a hole in it, and it I have leaking seen, I
4: have seen a, a viral video of a guy who forgot to be attach himself to his thing and he's literally hanging on for like dear life while they he gets back to the ground so he's hanging off of it by his hands
5: hell no yeah, no scary. I'm not I'm not a jump off a thing glide person <laughs> I'm not a jump off a bungee person I I have many friends that have jumped out of planes and I'm just like y'all nuts but you know apparently it's the rush like you've never felt before
4: i love doing stuff like that but i've never had any interest in um in skydiving i just I'm, i would do it but like i don't care
5: honestly it's the landing that scares me so much
4: yeah i actually How have you just a, break an, your legs? an aerial acquaintance of mine she this year or last year almost broke her spine completely like she was out of commission for like six months <laughs> no thank you I'm good I'll go on a roller coaster for me
5: like honestly I've watched so many like top 10 deadliest roller coasters that used to be on like travel guide and stuff oh, sure. like that Um, so like I get my that's where I get my nuts my nuts are over there I guess I meant to say my rocks off but I said my nuts instead
4: I mean I the same I, I get it you get it, you the get same it. shape
5: yeah Thank you.
4: <laughs> so they've landed on this mountainside, and she doesn't know where they are at all. And she's also not really – and she doesn't really care. Um, she's be- beyond caring, I guess you could say. Mm. She thinks of herself how she wishes Reese had misted her. She has the feeling – I think we can all relate to when you've done something really regrettable or maybe like the worst thing you've ever done. And you're just like, well, my life's over. So. Yeah. For the most of us, it's usually just like a mean word or like a selfish
5: thing you've done. Yeah, that you think about at two o'clock in the morning when you're trying to go to sleep and you're like, but it's raining outside. It should just be so peaceful. But instead, your brain is just awake thinking about like the one thing you said the one time.
4: Those sorts of things are what most of us feel. And I feel like she's just in that set of mindset of just being like, well, I've just completely fucked everything up i think i had
5: that the only time i was ever fired i got fired once and i still think about that i think every other week i think about the one time i got fired because it was the most embarrassing thing i
4: had ever gone through i've i've been fired more than once um and yeah it's never it does not it doesn't feel good and does i do think you're right in that moment it does feel especially if it's like your fault well that and also if it's like an important thing in your life yes um Yes, you're just sort of like, I've just, just, I'm done. I've just ruined my entire life. Yeah. Which is not true. But it feels like that. So feels that's like that's like how it. she's feeling right now. Um, and this, she did do something pretty bad. I will yeah. say that. Um, just feel it. Like, just that feeling of like, just push me over the, into the abyss. Yeah, just I'm, I'm not a
5: person anymore. I am just, I'm made out of rocks. Yeah. Throw me off the side of the mountain.
4: Yeah. We'll camp here tonight. He said quietly coldly yeah he's pissed too he's mad she's lost cassian yeah dude you really fucked up she realizes she never wants to speak again which is a little bit again childish i'm never talking again yeah um she watches his face and notes no love or compassion on it most likely he's just mad and hurt but in that moment she's like Yeah, I mean, of course he'd hate me forever. Yes,
5: especially when you're already feeling that way about yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, it would make sense that everybody knows what I've done. Everybody knows how badly I fucked up.
4: Yeah. She can't bear to look at him anymore. So she turns towards the patch of flat, dry land he's found high up on this mountain and and goes to the furthest edge away from him as he begins assembling a fire. She lays in the cold dirt with her back turned to him.
5: She closed her eyes and willed herself to ignore the snapping and cracking of the wood as the fire consumed it. Willed herself to melt into the earth, into the mountain, and disappear forever. Forever! forever. She's gonna disappear
4: forever! Kazian! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting sort of parallel, actually. This scene made me, th- for whatever reason, it just brought me back to the beginning of Wings and Ruin when Pharaoh and Lucian are trapped in the wilderness. Oh, yes. dude, yeah. It's, you know, the not speaking to each other, sort of being unwilling campmates. And both times it's women who are needing to run. And both times it's the males who care about them choosing to join on the journey. Um, I wonder if that's intentional or coincidental on the part of writing it that way. Yeah, But it is. There are some similarities there. We cut to Cassian's POV and Feyre is in the midst of calling him mind to mind. We learn in his thoughts that they've flown to somewhere called the Sleeping Mountains, which... On the map? I I have to... My pointer's gone. I'm going to try to reach. Pointer's gone. (laughs) That's our blues for today. Okay, there's Illyrian. So we got Illyrian Mountains, and it's supposed to be the mountains that connect Valaris to Illyria. Okay. So, like... Somewhere near the prison, I
5: think. Ooh.
4: Interesting.
5: I had to like move my wings out of the way. It makes me feel cool to have to move my wings out of the way to see it, the map.
4: And you're like, oh, sorry, my wings. Sorry, oh, my wings. They're <laughs> always. Let me just. Oh.
5: oh, but then I'm over here like goosh, goosh, goosh because I'm touching my wings. Oh yeah, right. So this
4: is inappropriate in the office.
5: I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone in the room. I'm sorry I touched my wings in front of everybody. It would be, I guess that would be like touching your crotch? Yeah, in I the guess. <laughs> but at the same time, if you got a peony, you got to move that around. So.
4: You have to try to be subtle about it though. If you were just grabbing at your peen in the office, it would be a problem. Yeah, I think
5: I think you'd get to Tubin.
4: Tubin. Tubin.
5: The guy that got caught oh. uh, jerking off on the Zoom call. <laughs> I know nothing about anything, but I'll always remember Tubin. <laughs> okay, I'm with you.
4: Um in this conversation that Cassian and Fair are having mind to mind, We learn that Feyre is obviously very upset that they didn't tell her the news, but she also says she understands why they didn't. Also, I think interesting how the
5: two sisters interact differently or like how they react differently to everybody talking about them behind their backs. It's true. I think that's also a huge of like, you know, Nesta of of like, know that, that she's just like, she's really upset, but she's not going to go
4: destroy everything around her. Just more reason for Nesta to hate herself, though. It is that course, circular, of like, course. yeah. I, I'm not. I didn't react well, and I hate myself more for it. So I'm going to act even worse now. Yep. Um. So, Feyre says, you know, she does understand though, and she thinks that Rizond overreacted a lot the way he basically kicks Nesta out of the city. Cassian tells her that they're all very angry with Nesta, and that she only told Feyre to hurt her. Though I think she also did it to hurt Amarin, personally. Yeah, I
5: think it was a two birds of one stone situation here. Yeah.
4: She wanted to ruin on the other friendships. Yeah. Nobody can smile. If I can't, Cassian allows that maybe she and... Nesta, in her dark, weird way, was trying to bond with Feyre over their secrets being held over them, even though it didn't really work. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Because Nesta doesn't know how to share feelings. Right. So she's like, I'm going to also, I I want you to feel bad like me. And then that's like friendship, right? Right.
5: (laughs) Is that what friends do? They read smut together and then they make each other feel bad.
4: Yeah. And Feyre chooses to believe that is maybe the case. Fayra tells him that they will get through this together, though, that she can't get freaked out about any of this for the sake of the baby and that she will fight for the baby's health and happiness. She won't give up until the end. And Ugh. Cassine is moved by this and assures her none of them will give up. Faber tells him that Reese kicking them out of the city was an overreaction and that they should come back home. I would want to really make sure that he is chilled out before coming home. I mean, the only re- way I, I, the reason I think that he would control himself is because he is a cuck for his wife.
5: Yeah, he will listen to his wife. He'll and definitely listen his to his wife. His
4: wife would never forgive him if yep. he murdered her sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: He knows better than that. But that's why it's also important to get rid of her while he couldn't control himself.
4: For sure. And um, by the way, she's a cuck for him too, so it's cute.
5: Yeah, no, they're you cucks. Know? Yeah, they're cucks to, together
4: forever. Two cucks together forever. Yeah, like. cute. Um, so she tells him to come back, but Cassian has other plans. Just because Pharaoh's forgiven Nesta doesn't mean he's happy with her. Mm. And he does think she needs something different than what she's been doing. That even though he thought maybe his penis would cure her, it's not all she needs. No. This kind of behavior has to stop. And while maybe that's a little bit infantilizing her, she's acting kind of like a big baby, so it's sort of fitting.
5: She is. She's having tantrums like a toddler has. Yes. Like it is I think that she's allowed to be infantilized at this point right. if you not only like if you're going to have these little tantrums. Yeah, causing these kind of problems for everybody. I have no patience. For adults that have tantrums. No. There is no need for anyone to react like that. And I'm saying this as an adult that used to have tantrums myself. And I've worked on said tantrums yeah. so that I wouldn't be like that anymore.
4: Yeah. It's it's very hard to sympathize with somebody who who behaves in that way. And so, like, technically she's very lucky that she is loved so much. Yeah. Because then she can f- have a way to, like... Get stronger and
5: better. And that I I mean, everyone has as much patience as they have had with her. Because uh, I think a lot of people wouldn't put up mm-hmm. with that much shit. That's how hot she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, think of that ass. I mean, if Cassian can dream about that ass so hard, <laughs> think of how nice that ass must be. Ugh. Whoa. Whoa. bubba but Just a nice juicy bite. Juicy. I bite into it like a manzana. Oh, a manzana. Is that meat? Apple. Uh. <laughs> Manzana? Manzana? Yeah, I'm a little bilingual. Oh, that's I a word. For, I thought that was a, I'm an <laughs> I idiot. I'm in my bilinguality every once in a while. I thought that was a kind of <laughs> apple because I'm dumb. Of the way. No. I'm an
4: idiot. no, you're not dumb. How dare you speak about my sister-in-law like that? Oh. <laughs> he wants the two of them to continue to hike for a few days and tells Feyre this. Also, I think he knows his brother well enough, like you just said. Even though he apologized and Feyre would never let it happen, it's probably better for Reese and Nessa to be apart for a couple more days. Yeah, yeah. Um, he tells Feyre he's going to decide when they come back. And it's clear she then goes to consult with Reese.
5: Feyre was quiet for a long minute.
4: He says that he knows he's supposed to say that's unnecessary, but to tell you he's secretly delighted. <laughs> Cassian tells her he's secretly glad to hear that, and he's surprised to hear her laugh in response. That she can have laughter after this terrible blow is maybe a little proof that she's not going to fall apart, that she's somehow accepted it.
5: He didn't know why he'd expected any less of her.
4: Feyre tells him to take care of Nesta, and then she's gone. The next morning, Nesta is awoken by Cassian tersely offering her breakfast, She's in pain from sleeping on the hard ground and is a bit dazed. He tells her she's going to need energy, that they're going to be hiking from now at dawn until dusk.
5: Yeah, put her to work, Cassian. You're like, I don't know. I'm upset with you. Well, sometimes you've got to be like the Illyrians, I guess, and just... Work it out, work it, work it, work it also, out. Also, just getting some shapely thighs, I imagine, from all I, that. I can't stop thinking about both of their thighs. Because her, she she just went down all the steps the day previous. So both of their thighs must be quivering for each other.
4: <laughs> that, that's my, I thought you meant they were cut, like, No, oh, I mean,
5: yeah, 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 yeah. But also, I'm just thinking about them grappling against quivering. each other. Oh uh, Yeah, got it. Just like the big, you know, that, like, big muscle line in the thigh when it, like, bulges after somebody's been working out real hard. Wow.
4: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That sounded like another radio morning button.
5: Whoa, buddy. Cool out.
4: (laughs) Um, She forces the food down that he's handed her and tries desperately to ignore the crackling sounds of the logs and the fire that he's made. He informs her that she's also going to need to carry the backpack that they got from Asriel because it's too big for him with the wings. Oh, I never thought about backpacks with wings. No. Well, it's pretty clear that. That was sort of intentional. He's like doing this sort of combination boot camp in one of those troubled teen retreats. Which also very
5: impressed that Cassian and Asriel were that quick to work together to be like, all right, what are we going to do? How are we going to get her out of here? All right, we're going to go do this. I'm going to go. I'm going to train her while also getting her out of here for a while.
4: Centuries of military training. Damn. It's also so
5: sexy. I love anyone that is able to, like, plan ahead. If you plan ahead, Goosh. That's it. That's all I've had to say. All right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Moment of simple need. Yeah, right? Despite the coldness in Cassian's voice, despite the long day ahead, she feels nothing. Nothing except an acceptance that he might very well work her to death, and she doesn't care. Mm. A little later in the morning, Anesta is already breathing hard and getting tired, but there's nothing to distract her from this. They don't speak. She simply follows behind him, For hours they walk, and she can't decide if up or down is harder with this pack on. He mentioned that they would stop at a river midday, and she keeps her eyes on the glittery speck of it in the distance. Finally, they reach the downward slope towards the river, and there it is, sitting in a mini valley. She collapses at its
5: bank. It's kind of like the mirage that's in my cross. kind of like, except it was there. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, it wasn't just sand. (laughs) Well, it depends on the day, you know. Yeah, really right. it, it depends on, it depends on what we're working with here. If yeah, they yeah. like if if I'm greeting them after they've been hiking for hours and their thighs are glistening, then Rivers right there. Oh, river runs, river runs through it.
4: Cassian tells her simply she has 30 minutes to rest. There's no uh, are you okay, any of that, none of it. She secretly thinks she doesn't care if she falls off the side of the mountain.
5: You know, uh it, Honestly, there's nothing quite like a really good uh, trapped in a self-depreciation pod of your own making when you're just like swallowed and consumed by it and um, you stop taking care of yourself and you're just like so upset with yourself. But um, man, she's really getting a good workout in. (laughs) And that's usually not what I'm doing when I hate myself this much. So it's true.
4: She's still getting cut. She's getting cut. Um, So, yeah, she's – but she's in that phase of – because sometimes you kind of want people to see how upset you are. And then other times when it's really bad, you're not even trying to show it. And it's not in that moment where he actually kind of realizes in that moment she's, like, kind of being – wanting to unalive herself. Spiraling. In the moment. And – So we cut over to his POV and he's kind of mauling over that, that he saw this expression on her face that she didn't care if she died. And he knew that she hated herself already, but didn't fully realize that she had had those kind of thoughts before. Sadly, even though this really affects him, he realizes they can't fix that for her, that she has to do it herself. Healthy.
5: That is a healthy way of thinking, Cassian. And thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for putting that into this book.
4: It's true. He takes in their their surroundings as they are walking in that afternoon. And he recalls something as he's looking at this beautiful landscape that Moore had told him once about this particular mountain range. These
5: lands had been used for healing. That people injured in body and spirit had ventured to these hills. The lake they were now two and a half days from reaching to recover. Perhaps that was why he'd come. Some instinct had remembered the healing, felt this land's slumbering heart, and decided to bring Nesta here.
4: So it seems like there wasn't really a plan here, but that Cassian felt somehow called here subconsciously. But he did get the backpack. So I feel like part of it. He's like, "All right, I know that like we're gonna be prepared
5: no matter what to to yeah. go on an excursion." Yeah, and
4: I think he sort of went like, "I'll figure out where we're gonna go," but, as like I fly. he knows how to like survive everywhere. Yeah, but it's Ugh. sort of he sort of was led himself to this spot. And I know that SJM has mentioned that the mountains in this story were inspired by a real life hike that she did with her and her husband. And I was really trying to find the interview where she said it because. She mentions the mountain range, and I don't remember. I couldn't find it anywhere online. Um, But she does – there is an interview where she talks about how she felt this, like, kind of healing thing that she did with her husband and that he just, like, led her the same way that Nesta is walking up the mountain. She just, like, followed her husband's back for days.
5: So do you think that he fucked it out of her against a tree? You know – like is was that the healing That's or was it That's the first
4: it... question we'll ask her if we ever meet her. Ooh, if we ever meet her, first question. <laughs> Let me ask you a really invasive sexual question. <laughs> um But it's about your healing. Wait, Sarah, come back. No, it's about your healing. <laughs> I do well I I imagine that poor Sarah Jane Mass must be you know how a lot of times when people meet us in in real life they immediately want to talk about the worst crime they've ever heard of well i think that that's you with spun spun that's i don't get true. it so much with page 7 <laughs>
5: that's
4: they more true. want it but
5: they do want to tell me more pop culture trivia
4: See, that's great. I imagine that people overshare sexual things with S.J.M. Yes. Are yeah, probably I'm inappropriate sure. with her in public. And yes. you shouldn't do that. No. if You, you don't know her, this person. You don't talk about sex things with her. Just say, like, I love your book so much. You inspire me. I mean, I
5: might bring up a couple of sex scenes, but I would never talk about her private well, sex. Well, for sure that. Yes. Now, please, for the love of God. like Because that one seven-page scene, Sarah.
4: Whoa, baby. Whoa. Yep. Yep. There's more than one seven-page sex scene in this book. That's how great of a writer she is. I but see, I'd be saying these things, like,
5: peppered in as I'm right. bringing up the scenes. So hopefully I won't scare her away.
4: Just keep saying, respectfully. Respectfully. respectfully uh, I respect you so much. I respectfully, you, uh, I, I'm, so, I'm so wet right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, So... Yeah, if anybody remembers, you know, leave us a comment or, like, um, message the LPN stuff uh, if you remember what interview that was in. Yes. Because
5: I want to go to the Healing Mountains. I say that, but as I was saying, I was like, no, you don't, Jackie. <laughs> you want to sit inside of the cabin that you drive to inside of said Healing Mountains. Yes. But other than that, no, I don't want to be You want to look it. at the Healing Mountains. Yeah, I want to look at them. I'll be a, by a lake inside of them. What am I, Varian? <laughs>
4: that evening she collapses uh from their hike and after kicking the backpack towards cassian so he can get the food out of it she passes out immediately she wakes up in the middle of the night to find that cassian had left her a plate of dried meat and cheeses for her dinner hoping that she'll eat it but she's at the point now where she doesn't even want that she ignores it wraps a blanket around herself and goes back to sleep
5: For the next two days, she stared at the back of Cassian's head. For the next two days, she did not speak.
4: So this is now, I think, day four or so of them doing this. Man. And she continues following his orders, but she's not getting better. And in fact, she's becoming even more resigned to collapsing. She stopped eating and drinking, even though Cassian isn't really aware of that. Even... To ask to stop in the middle of the day to pull out the water flask would be to remember her sense of self, and she can't bear the idea of it. So for days, she just follows him mindlessly until she's too tired to think at night and collapses. She's hypnotically watching the back of Cassian on this day and is surprised to see him stumble after days of so much strong footing from him. Wait.
5: No, that was her. She was the one falling.
4: We cut to Cassian in the moment after this, and he's whipping his head around at the sound of rocks moving. Nesta is face down on the stone.
5: Man, nothing quite like when you're in the middle of falling and you're just like, no, 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 I'm falling. No, oh, oh, no, it's going to be bad. It just like feels like an eternity inside of your head. And then he hit the ground and you're just like, I'm too old for this shit.
4: (laughs) I mean, just like not feigning, but you're just like we mean
5: just falling trip. down. Uh, just anytime you trip, I feel like it's always like it always feels like an eternity as I'm falling down. Or maybe do I just fall down a lot? You must fall down all the time. I do, but I will say I take pride. I in say that. that not in your everyday life. I mean, because of like your like acrobatics and your stunt work. But you still like fall. All the, yeah. you,
4: you fall all the time. But I will say I take pride in in sun training. You learn how to like fall well. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty good at falling. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah. Pretty good at not getting hurt when
5: I... Fight. Well, I am pretty bad at it. And I know that as someone that in theater, you're supposed to be trained how to properly fall. And I remember being young and being like, I'm just going to throw myself on the ground. And now I've got back problems. Well, at least
4: you gave people your art.
5: <sighs> ah, yes. That is what I'm always saying as I'm just here sweating and wearing my brother's wings, yeah. you know. just. <laughs> Just thinking about gushing and mirages between my crotch,
4: like, sandpaper. paper, Sands The back pain paper. is all worth it. It was. Yeah, I only fainted once, and I have that—I su- was in high school, and I was in class, and I we were waiting for the bell to ring, so we were all standing at the door, and I have such a strong memory of that last second before I blacked out. Oh, my God. Were you so embarrassed? Um, I was embarrassed, but— I was like, also glad I got to go home. Like I was just like, oh, I'm sick. I can't go back to class. Oops, can't do. But they made me. They made me go in a wheelchair on the way. And you should never be ashamed of that. But I was because I was trying to always act so tough and hard. I did not like being seen Mm, in a way as perceived as we could. Which is not no. Um, But yeah. I'll never forget that kid reaching out. He actually one of the kids in my class like grabbed my sweatshirt as I was falling so I didn't hit my head really hard on the Whoa, that's really a, nice. Which is very nice and I'm glad he did that. Yeah, nice. that was very nice. And I wish I remembered his name, but I don't SAWI
2: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.
4: He bolts back down to where she, she's laying. He's panicked at her stillness. Terrified, he gently turns her over to see. Thankfully, she's simply fainted. He breathes a sigh of relief, but he realizes that he hasn't checked on her in hours, that he's just been going, 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 and doesn't know that she hasn't been drinking water at all uh. until he sees how dry out her mouth is. Like Jackie's <laughs> Not like Jackie's crutch. Yeah,
5: just like the sands of time beneath me. But I also imagine, like, how does he check how dry her mouth is just by, like, shoving his tongue in her mouth. Oh,
4: it's it's dry in there. It's written as that her mouth is crusted over with white. Because I think that's what happens when you're dehydrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When your lips get all crusted. I think so. Yeah. He pulls her into his lap. He tries to revive her and tells her to drink as he pulls the canteen out and holds it over her lips. She responds and takes the water, but as he begins asking what she thinks she's doing not drinking, she pushes herself from his lap and turns into the dirt. She's literally at rock bottom.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. Literally. Get yeah.
6: it cuz it's on, it's on a mountain.
4: And her ass is on the ground. He can hardly stand the vacant look in her eyes and has to fight the instinct to hug her. But some wise old voice whispers in his ear. Take one more mountain before you give up. He listens to that voice and he tells her they'll camp right where they are for the rest of the day and start the next morning. Well, 20 feet north where he spots some flat land. He tells her such, but realizes she might not have the strength to get up that 20 feet. So he returns to her and carries her where she lays limp and silent.
5: But he knew it was coming. That storm. Knew that Nesta would speak again. And when she did, he'd better be ready to weather it.
4: The next day, they get up and continue to move. He mentions to her that they're headed towards a lake. And she's really not feeling much better, though. Um, That evening, they're supposed to reach it.
5: She barely heard. One foot after another. Mile after mile. Up and down. The mountains watched her. The river sang to her as if guiding her onward to that lake.
4: Nesta is facing these ugly thoughts she's been ignoring the last few days as they walk towards the lake, facing the fact that she was hoping to be put out of her misery.
5: Also, I will kind of say, when you are like in that place in your brain, the stillness inside of your brain is almost kind of welcome, you know, in Mm. between the how much you hate yourself, that the fact that she had days before, now she's really starting to
4: like get into it you know yeah, what I mean yeah because the last few days she's been just like vacant yeah, yeah. she just doesn't want to think and now she's getting there which is technically good it's growth it's good yeah so she's facing these ugly thoughts she's thinking about how she m- must have been born wrong personally I think she was born wrong as a human but maybe born right f- as a fae hmm? yeah she wasn't born that way
5: but she is um, made for fae
4: yeah She thinks of her, quote, claws and fangs, as she puts it. She
5: didn't know how to fix it, how to make any of it right, how to stop being this way.
4: She doesn't know how to soothe her anger, doesn't know how to stop hurting people. She realizes she's just a beast like Tamlin. She can't even celebrate her own accomplishments. Her stare victory didn't even count. Did she count? Was she worth being counted? It's that thought that finally opens something up like a festering wound. That pain is great, but the body's begging for the relief of it. And then they're facing the lake. It's nestled in a valley between two mountain peaks. Whoa. I'm pointing at my crotch. Wouldn't it be your boobs?
5: I guess these are the mountain peaks. I guess it depends on how glistening my thighs are at the it's time true. of whether. I guess I'm not usually looking at my thighs, going, "Damn, them peaks are
4: frosted." <laughs> I don't know how that which part would I be. I don't peak. usually say that. I to guess my your thighs. knees. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, isn't that cute? It is cute. Nesta assumes that the view in front of them is beautiful, but she can't even think or see straight.
5: Her vision blurred and her eyes stung as if they had been sliced
4: cleaved open
5: to allow the tears to pass.
4: And just like tears have cleansed so many of us, they begin to rain from Nesta. Ugh, we knew it was going to have to open up at some point. It's a lot of tears in there. Cassia
5: knew, she knew, it was all going to come, man. And now watch as it comes a-tumbling, tumbling down.
4: She falls to her knees with that question of whether she counts As Cassian turns towards her, she presses her hands to her face and weeps. And just like so many of us, once the dam breaks, you can't stop crying for like three hours. Yeah, dude. As sorrowful as she feels, this is technically a good sign. It's feeling. She senses Cassian crouching at her side. Nesta, he says. Please.
5: She said. Her first word in five days. I don't think I can handle going that long without talking. I, I can only, like, it's so loud inside of my brain, I can't imagine not Mm-mm. squeaking it out. I know, I'm sure that we've talked about our, like, I, I've thought about going on silent retreats before. Because apparently it's really good for you to, like, see, but in, in a silent retreat, you're not allowed to write You're not allowed to read. You're not, like, you are just supposed, you're supposed to meditate and you are supposed to be still and to listen. And apparently it really helps with, like, creative flow. It helps get you more in tune with yourself. But I just don't think I can handle being quiet for that long. Like,
4: I think I'd explode. I think you would need to, like, work into it. I don't think you could go from zero to five days. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be hard. I like... So stillness and quiet when I'm like intentionally doing it, like isolation chambery kind of things, or meditation, or yoga, or whatever. Uh, but that's like that's small amounts of time. Yeah,
5: yeah, just for like an hour or mm-hmm. two. Even that like is is difficult for me to do because I talk aloud to myself all the time because I work mm-hmm. by myself most of the time. Me so too. I then I just look and sound like a crazy person at all times. No, oh, whatever. But, you know, my brain likes to hear what I'm thinking on the outside.
4: So sue me! Well, she manages to not speak for five days until this moment. Please, she says. Instinct would suggest that she's asking for help. But what she's really asking for is for him to stop being nice to her. Stop caring for her. When he asks why, all of her hatred and self-loathing and points of disgust rush over her. And it's almost as if Instinct is what forms the words that come out of her mouth. She doesn't even know what she's going to say. I let him die. And there it is. At least one big core piece of Nesta released into the world. She feels shame for not saving her father.
5: Oh, it gives me chills. Your writing gave me chills, Natalie. Oh, my I'm writing. Having, I'm, yeah, yeah, the chills I've got right now. Because, you know, is, everything has been pointing to this. You know, the fact that, like, she can't even hear the snapping of the fire because it makes her think of his neck being snapped. You know, it's like, it's all been pointing towards this, but she hasn't been able to form the words. So and true. this is what I'm talking about in, like, a similar, I do wonder if, Sarah also went on a silent retreat because, like, I, I do wonder if she has any experience with this because the fact that, like, it it's supposed to unlock so much mm. within you, yeah, the things that you're not dealing with, the things that you're not processing, um, which is why I'm so intrigued by it. Try, try the half si- half day silent I'll retreat do first. See, I, I I've said this to my husband before, and he just laughs. He's like, you really think he's like, he's like, honestly, if he's like, I think it would be something if you got paid to do it. I think you could do it. Oh, sure. he's like, But I think if you had to pay a bunch of money to do it, you won't do it. Yeah. And He's like, not that you can't do it. I think you won't do it. And I was like, that's an interesting thing to say about me. And I don't think that you're wrong
4: here. You know, here's middle ground. Go to a spa.
5: Whoa. What for a couple of hours? Yeah.
4: All right, do like by day, myself. Do a day spa. Yes. Don't speak to anybody. The yeah,
5: don't time. speak and just be nude by myself, just with a rocks glass going. Eh, blah, 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 and then they kick me out of the spa, and I'd be like, "It's my sister-in-law's fault." Now
4: that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to try to do any of Nesta's monologues here. I don't want to get into full crying mode. Um, but I, what I do suggest is if you are so inclined to listen to the Audible book readings, the woman who plays Nesta, and I'm referring to not the cast one, I haven't listened to that one yet, um, the second part of the Silver Flames yet, but the Audible that's just the reader, mm-hmm. um, the woman who plays Nesta absolutely crushes this scene. Hell yeah. It's so good. Like she should win awards for it. And Love it. I looked her up. Her name's Stina Nielsen. She's apparently a prolific audiobook and theater performer, and you can tell because Man. she is so good in the scene where Nesta's is, like, revealing all of these dark, ugly things about herself. Listening to a really
5: good audiobook narrator just blows up your mind because nothing is worse than a bad audiobook narrator. It really can take you out of the story. And you're a professional. I understand. It's very, and di- I'm not even saying that I'm one of the good ones. What I'm saying is that it's very difficult to do. You are one of the good ones. You stop. You're very good. Ugh. Um. But I've definitely done parts of books before where I burst into tears at doing it and then I had to be like, I'm sorry, can we go back and do it again? But sometimes those takes are the best. Yeah, of course, because they can, your emotions are coming. Yeah. But when you're just sitting by yourself with people staring at you, you already kind of want to burst into tears. So it's really,
4: it's right (laughs) under the surface. So she, she reveals this very intimate truth about herself to Cassian and she sobs and sobs. And she admits to him in this moment she doesn't think she's fixable. Cassian first tries to reason with her, but then knows, even though she's told him to please stop caring for her, that she needs love more than anything. He pulls her into his lap and he strokes her hair as she weeps. And when he's holding her, she reveals another big truth. Why her body tenses at fires. Let it out, girl. Let it out. Cassian had noted it, but had never understood why. Now she tells him. And this truth seems to give her permission to herself to unleash all of it. How she failed at protecting her sisters when they became poor. That she should have gone over the wall in her sister's place. How she should have saved Elaine from the cauldron. She reveals that she hates how cruel she is and yet she can't stop it. She doesn't deserve love. Girl, yes you do. Cassian only holds her tighter. He delivers a monologue sharing his own highlight reel of shame and regret. Tells her that he could go into further detail about all the times he's lashed out or hurt people or felt weak. But I'm not going to tell you all of that, he
5: said, pressing a kiss to the top of her head. The wind seemed to pause, the sunlight on the lake brightening.
4: He instead tells her a simple but important truth. This too shall pass. She will get through these feelings, and she will figure out how to move forward, make things right, or at least better.
7: Thank you, Cassian. This is the Cassian
5: we've needed, but also the other days were the Cassian she needed. Oh, totally. She needed this.
4: hmm But she has to be willing to fight for that. Walk through the fire to get to the other side. But if she does it, it will get better. She pulls her head back to look at him and sees he's also tearing up, overcome with emotion for her. She tells him she doesn't know how to do this. I
5: love this scene. I know.
4: But he insists that she does, that she's truly good and she's fought so hard for so many people. And she needs to apply that passion to herself. She looks at him, realizing that this walk, these days, was not just a punishment, but was for her.
5: Yes, this is growth. This is the growth we've been asking for the entire book. And we had to wait a long time for it. But that's what it's like in the real world. All right. It doesn't just happen. She didn't need your frosty peaks. Yes. Yeah. My knees. Yeah.
4: (laughs) She needed my knees. (laughs) She starts to push back against this idea, noting that she's done terrible things. But he cuts her off. There's only moving forward. You can apologize to who you think needs it, but the key is to look ahead and do what you can think of to make things right again. Forgiveness begins with yourself. He cups her chin and tells her that she doesn't need to be someone else, that he loves her fire and strength, and that she's not broken.
5: Nesta knew he wouldn't have ever said it, but she saw it in his gaze, that she had hurt him many times. She'd known she had, but to see it again in his face. She lifted her hand to his cheek and laid it there, too drained to care about the gentleness of the touch.
4: And that in itself is like sort of a growth moment because. Yes. And many times she would have realized she hurt him and then shut down. Yes. And been like, whatever. And just like walked away. No pushed knowing, him away. Right. And instead she reaches for him and she shows this vulnerability like. This is her saying, I'm sorry. Ugh. And we know it's not just sex, Nesta. We know it's not just sex. Oh, yeah. Please, girl. Come on. She doesn't even get, ga- she's too drained to care about the gentleness of the touch. <laughs> she gazes at him as the word, try, 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 try. Whoa. another Echoes oh, through her, up her head, on the mountain. Up on the mountain. So, yeah, yeah. She's going to try it, stuff yes. Got it. Yes. She brings her forehead to his and simply says, thank you. And that's
5: also a move you don't do with someone that you're just having sex with. Forehead to forehead. Forehead to forehead and saying thank you in such a vulnerable state. Caressing yeah. his cheek. Nah, I, you know what? I never did that with any of my fuck buddies. i tell you <laughs> what. Caress him up. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't think a lot of caressing. I think it was a lot more growling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was my favorite phrase. I don't make love. I only fuck. Is something that I used to say
4: regularly. Ta-da! You're being I'm a real better nesta. now. I'm being a nesta. better now. I've worked on it. Did you and Jeff do this, the bound thing, before you started dating? I mean,
5: we may as well have. I feel like it's like like not knowing how I was ever, as an alcoholic, how I would ever date someone that didn't drink at first. Like, it was something that was like, we really had to overcome it. I didn't know. I was like, I can't date someone that doesn't drink. I can't. I can't. How do I be myself around you? And, like, I really thought being my true self was drunk. And, like, we had to work on that, and it took time. This is why like I love this book so much because it's like you have to believe that you're worthy of it, that you that you are not just a piece of trash, and you've told yourself you're a piece of trash for such a long time that like it's really hard to undo. And I didn't think that anyone could love me like I had so many boundaries up, and now, oh, I'm a bleeding wound. Good. Squir- 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 Shut up. Someone sew it up. Someone make it stop.
4: So bad. Yeah, I guess is that's bad. But like, I live. You live. Yeah. You live. You live. <laughs> <laughs> Three times a charm. After this moment, as she says thank you to him, we cut to Cassian, and he he mulls over the shock he feels for what just went down because he had expected Nesta to be. Filled with rage, he expected howling, not sobbing and regret. He's also reeling from the revelation that fires made her think of her father's neck breaking. That's a lot. Yeah, realizing that perhaps part of Nesta's prickliness at last year's solstice party was because she was having to listen to that fire all night.
5: Look at him thinking about her like this. I
4: love this. And now thinking back and also being like,
5: Oh, oh yeah. shit! I imagine okay. it also makes him feel
4: better too, because then he yeah. be like, "Okay, it wasn't simply because she was so disgusted being near me
5: that she, and also that she just hates fun that much." Because like, right. can Cassian? Can you really be with someone that hates fun? Nah, no, that's no,
4: boring. No, no. So he curses himself though for not figuring it out. Like, I don't know. That's a pretty. That would be hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah,
5: like usually a, a, a nice roaring fire is a nice thing. So right. you're not supposed to immediately think like, "Wait, does she? Is that because like her father's neck
4: broke?" Right. You might think, "Oh, she's afraid because she got burned by fire or something." Sure. That makes sense. Um, But my wings are flapping down. Get back there!
5: They're, they're encroaching if you, on my territory. You adjust the straps. Yeah, it's the straps. It's the straps. Damn it!
4: There we go. There we go. Um. He, he feels sorrow for her having to deal with the fires every night on this already difficult journey, but he didn't know. He realizes that there wasn't just anger under the surface of Nesta, but deep, unending sorrow and a feeling of being lost. He holds her there for hours that afternoon. After the sun sets and the moon is high,
5: he pressed a kiss to her head. Get up.
4: Neither of them seem to know what will come out of Nesta next, and she simply releases from him, and they both slowly rise to standing.
5: Cassian drew the Illyrian blade from down his back. It gleamed with moonlight as he extended it to her, hilt first. Take it, he says. I thought you already gave her the sword. Come on.
4: This one's a little pointer.
5: (laughs) Whoa, don't
4: put that in, in me. No, thank you. Show me the eight-pointed star. She only looks at the sword at first, but then whatever connects her to the blade seems to spark something inside of her. His heart glows with love as she looks at him with such trust. She goes into preparatory stance on the rocky shore of the lake, and she serves! Oh, she is
5: serving. Each slice was perfect, like that eight-pointed star was stamped on her very heart.
4: This woman turned Fay was born to be a warrior, and it's clear it makes her soul sing. As she finishes his order, he sees her eyes alive and hopeful.
5: Such light and clarity that he could only whisper. Again. With a soft smile that Cassian had never seen before, standing on the moonwashed shores of the lake, Nesta began.
4: And that's the end of part 2 everybody. Oh, 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 it's so good. I love this part so much. I think Nesta's turned a corner. It's just such
5: a sensitive, vulnerable I, like experience between the two of them and it just makes me love their love so much more than I even did. Oh uh, uh. it hurts, it hurts! Leave us up on the mountain. We need time to process. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the All wrong right. time
4: to use that oh. button. Yeah.
5: But it's fun though.
4: Please read up until chapter 56. And now, dudes grappling with erotica. For educational purposes only. Featuring Carolina Hidalgo and Julia Johns.
5: And yes, it's the same sex scene as last week, but just take it as an artistic study.
7: Isn't that fun? Shame rushed through her. Shame and anger and a wild sword of desperation. She couldn't abide the pain in his eyes, teetering on the brink of despair. Couldn't stand the absence of the grinning and winking and swaggering she knew so well. She'd do anything to get rid of that look in his eyes, even for a few moments. So Nessa pressed her hands on the arms of his chair as she brushed a kiss
6: to his neck. Mm. Cassian's breath caught, but she pressed another kiss to the soft, warm skin of his neck, just beneath his ear. Another, lower now, closer to the collar of his dark shirt. He trembled, and she kissed the hard knot in the center of his throat, licked it.
7: Cassian shifted in his chair, groaning softly. His hand rose to clasp her hip as he'd push her away, but she removed him. "'Let me!' she said against his neck. "'Please.'
6: He swallowed, and that hard knot moved against her mouth. But he didn't stop her, and so Nesta kissed him again, moving to the other side of his neck.
7: Reaching that spot just beneath his ear as she laid a hand on his chest and felt his heartbeat hammering into her palm. She didn't kiss his mouth. She didn't want that distraction. Not as she slid between him and the table and dropped to her knees.
6: Mm. His eyes went wide. Nesta.
7: She reached for the top of his pants, the bulge already pressing through. Please, she said again and met his stare. From where she knelt between Cassian's legs, he towered over her, but the edge in his eyes softened almost imperceptibly before he nodded. He reached to help her with the buttons and stays, but she lightly laid a hand atop his.
6: Her fingers were steady, sure, as she unfastened his pants, her head wholly clear. The muscles in his thighs shifted against her as she pulled him free and nearly gasped.
7: His cock was enormous. Yeah. Beautiful and hard and absolutely enormous. That's right. Her, ma- her mouth dried out. Every plan she'd had requiring sudden <laughs> reassessment. There was no way he'd fit entirely in her mouth. Perhaps no mm. way he'd even fit in her body. We've all been there. But she sure as hell wanted to try.
6: Her fingers shook a little as she stroked them down the Thick, long shaft. The skin was so soft, softer than silk or velvet, and he was hard as steel beneath. He shuddered, and she lifted her eyes to find his gaze fixed on her hand. How do you like it?
7: She asked. Her voice breathy as hot need washed through her. She wrapped her hand around his cock, her fingers barely able to reach around him completely. thick. Gentle. She made a feather-soft pass over him, squeezing
6: lightly. Cassian shook his head as if beyond words.
7: She stroked him again, slightly harder. Like this?
6: <laughs> his chest heaved, his teeth shining as he gritted them, but he shook his head. Nesta smiled, and when she pumped him a third time, she squeezed hard, letting her nails graze the sensitive underside of his shaft. <laughs>
7: Sorry. Okay, I got it. <clears throat> hips arced off the chair, and she pinned a hand to them. I see, Mm. she murmured, and did it again, harder still, twisting her fist as she reached to the round head.
5: (gasps) What happens next? Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's ACOTAR, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.